You're listening to Reading Glasses, a show about book culture and literary life designed to help you read better. I'm author, filmmaker, and book devourer, Mallory O'Mara. And I'm Bria Grant, actress, filmmaker, and e-reader. This episode, we're talking about bookish podcasts and interviewing the hosts of Overdue. But first, what are you reading, Bria? Oh, man. I read a lot of books lately because I was traveling. You read a lot of books, you mean? I, what did I say? You wrote a lot of books. I think I thought I said read, (laughs) but I also wrote a lot of books. Bria said a lot of traveling and a lot of shooting. I've been very busy, but also at the same time, very lonely in my in, in Can- my condo that I in, in Kansas, Kansas City. City. And so I read a lot of books and then I walk around museums and then I sit down and I read for a while. I read this great book suggested to me by my friend Cassandra uh, called Invisible Women, Data Bias in a World Designed for Men by Carolyn Criado Perez. Oh, I've um, heard this book is wicked good. It's great. If you like to be infuriated, <laughs> it is... Which is what someone someone saw it on my Instagram and they're like, oh, that book made me so mad. And I was like, really? And then I started reading. And I was like, I see. And then you were Bas- mad. Basically, it is a nonfiction book um, and it has it, it goes through sort of the ways in which there's been a lot of assumptions about the world based on men and male bodies and male activities and the way men generally live. And like um, th- sort of historically, but it's kind of uh, moved into obviously modern times, for example, for many, many years, they never tested medications on women. I was just going to say, there's a lot of w- medications that have never been tested no, on. Until like, recently, yeah. most, because they were like, well, women's hormones get in the way, which is the assumption that normal is non-hormonal, which is weird because 50% of the population <laughs> yep. has hormones. So that is not normal. What's normal is is one or the other, and you should yeah. test both. And there's even like medications for women that have been mostly tested on men. Wow. But it's also why, like, um, like women are more likely, I mean, this is just an example, more likely to store um, certain things, like, because we generally have more fat on our bodies. Yeah. So they're, so it's not just, like, size. It's not just, like, oh, most men are bigger than women or something like that. It's, like, we absorb medications differently because of the fat ratio on our yeah. body. Um, there's this whole thing about the way women travel throughout the day because women are generally in charge of running errands, taking care of kids, and taking care of the elderly, and how women are more likely to use public transportation and how trans- public transportation is not set up for this kind of like roundabout way that we travel throughout our days. And um, she specifically goes into, this is just like one of the infuriating things you'll read because you don't even think about it, how um, I think it's in England where they always clear the streets from snow first before they clear the sidewalks and how inconvenient that is for half of the population, yeah. which is usually women who are uh, more likely to be having strollers, having to be on the sidewalks. And anyway, it is an infuriating book, but it is great. It's well-researched. It goes through everything from just like representation um, to, uh, yeah, just like like city design, things that you've never thought of that you're like, that is inconvenient for a a lot of women. Um, So if you like to be infuriated... Pick this one up. I mean, you've read my book, so I I, I do listen, love to be mad about things. I think you should pick it up. It was it's really great. I really enjoyed it. Um, what are you reading, Molly? Uh, as we were just talking about a little while ago, uh, I am reading. I'm wow. ticking off a box. Y'all <laughs> yeah. should see this. When cover. I pulled this book out, Sean said, "Mama Mia." <laughs> you said, "Mama Mia." <laughs> he did. Um, I'm taking off a box on the reading glasses challenge uh, and I'm reading a romance novel uh, by Jennifer Ashley. It's called The Madness of Lord Ian McKenzie. Wow. And how did you pick this one? So I picked this because so uh, last weekend I went to the book launch of our friend and friend of the show, oh, author yes. Sarah Kuhn. Mm-hmm. 
uh, who just wrote the um, Shadow of the Batgirl, which is the Cassandra Kane uh, YA graphic novel that is fantastic. Uh, but the launch of it was at the Rip Bodice, which is the romance novel uh, bookstore here in L.A. And I had never been there before, even though I had contributed to their Kickstarter. It's just it's on the other side of the city. No, yeah. L.A. is big. L.A. is very big. Uh, I never go over there. So I went there and I was like, okay, I have to read this. And I've been thinking about this because like, all right, I got to read a romance novel for the Reading Glasses Challenge. And the last romance novel I read that I really liked was a very long time ago. Mm. And all I remembered about it was that there were like Vikings in it. Ooh. And that people had to fight. Ooh, Sean loves it. The only (laughs) way that they could bone was if they like fought each other. No. In battle. Wait, what? Yeah. Like they would, what? Like they'd have sex while fighting? No, the- the, 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 They fight and whoever wins- Gets no. to be on top? What? <laughs> <laughs> Is that how sex works for you? <laughs> Whoever's <laughs> winning gets to be on top. <laughs> no, it was this. It's called. I told you so much about my sex life, I think. <laughs> well, I actually figured out what book it is. It's called The Enchantment by Bettina cron or con uh but it's the story of this woman that's a viking woman and she's like the best warrior in the village but she has this enchantment on her the only man who can bed her uh is the man who defeats her in combat (laughs) and i was like this is my shit for sure but they didn't have it wow okay i literally went up to them i was like okay do you have any books about women warriors and they were like no but can I interest you in a Scotsman? And I was like, <laughs> like a Highlander situation. Like, I'm into and a I kilt? was like, sure, okay. <laughs> How many and bagpipes? <laughs> is there a bagpipe sex in there? Not yet. Okay. Uh, but I'm <laughs> red. <laughs> uh, but I started reading it and I really like it because really? one of the things that's really cool about it, and I would recommend for people who aren't into romance or have never read a romance, um, is that there's a murder mystery at the heart of it, too. Oh, wow. So that like the main and what's cool, the main character, the love interest, the dude, it's a straight romance novel uh, is neuroatypical. Um, but and because of that, because he's neuroatypical in this like Victorian England time that he get he's very like there's this murder murders are happening and they assume that it's him. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. And like because he keeps getting accused of murders, it keeps them from boning. Got it, it keeps their relationship Got apart. It. Got it. Okay. Uh, so there's like sexy scene. Dead people. Sexy oh, scene. For you. Yeah, it's really interesting and it's really fun. I like the main character a lot. Um, should I talk about the... Please. <laughs> so before we recorded the show, I was talking to Bria and Sean about how you would think, and this is, I love, I really do think that this writer is fantastic and I really like this book, but you think that romance writers of anybody would be the best people at thinking for, thinking of alternative words for, you know, your sexy parts. But they are not. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I this is a good complaint. This is though. the only hard thing I have with the only difficulty. Hard ha- thing. The only difficulty that I'm having with this <laughs> romance novel is that there's some phrases in here that I that make me laugh so hard. Uh-huh. I there Please was give an example. There was one uh, <laughs> that Jeremy was my boyfriend was laughing about it so hard. I was making fun of it so badly it almost made me pee my pants because I was laughing so hard. But there's a one scene where a character describes. Uh, the sweet berry between somebody's it's legs the, and it is truly i still cannot stop laughing about this is it the woman or the man who was described that way the man is describing the woman's sweet berry oh wow wow i would be so offended if some or i would be so creeped out if someone was like give me your sweet berry <laughs> i don't know it might be interesting it might it reminds new, me new, of like new adventure what's that uh breakfast cereal that's like looks like fruit 
no, everyone's looking. It's like it's like a sugary yeah, breakfast cereal, but it's it. all like little pieces of fruit. Yeah, it's fruit. It's not Fruit Loops. Fruit, fruit something. But that's what I, I'm just imagining. Someone's Ugh. genitalia is replaced with a giant Ugh. piece of the cereal. Uh, giant. Why? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, life size. <laughs> Uh, like a, okay like it's a life-size like like if it's like a life-size like sugar anyway whatever yeah. but sean, are you reading something what is sean sean what are you reading and there's a third microphone already set up he's wow. ready to rock ready yeah. to go sean's ready to add yeah. in stuff to this show yeah. now i'm 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 in 130 episodes in sean <laughs> yeah, is ready like, finally it's time he's geared up um it, yeah it annoys me that that whenever Normally, I interject. I steal Bria's mic, and That's then true. we can't hear her responses. That's true. Um, I because I read uh, I read that Camus book a while ago. I thought, well, I should read a female existentialist writer. Right. And Good so job, Sean. I am reading uh, "The Woman Destroyed" by Simone de Beauvoir. I've never read it. It's so great. I love it. And uh, which obviously sounds awful, me saying that I like a book called "The Woman Destroyed," um, <laughs> but. Uh, there, um, I, I found it like gut wrenching at times, but also really funny. Like I've laughed uh, out loud many times at like that's awesome, and and just lots of like really um thoughtful like uh prose. Like I don't know, it's just uh yeah, it's it's great. So it's about um, I guess it's three novellas, and it's about uh uh three different women in um different stages of their lives, and um. Uh, kind of like mourning a loss of something, you know. Uh, the first one, which is, is about uh, somebody who's sort of, you know, pro- I think maybe she's in her like mid-60s and, and her son has grown up and she's grappling with uh, him uh, no longer needing her in the same way as he used to and... That's why and, you never have, never have kids. Have a cat that needs you forever. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and uh, the, grappling with the relationship that she has with his uh, now wife and and also her husband and mm. all of this internal dialogue. Um, but then it actually wraps up really hopefully, which is seemingly unlike she a has book another I would baby. Read. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, but it's it's uh, I'm really enjoying it. So. Yeah, that's awesome. We are reading such different books, I know. y'all. This is a good all group. three of us are reading. Listen, women oh, worry, can I've write a, anything. I've got, <laughs> a, I've got a, a romance novel. Just you know, you can you want to borrow the madness of Lori? Yeah, and yeah. Mackenzie? I want to hear more about this fruit bowl. <laughs> fruit bowl? <laughs> <laughs> Even worse. That's a bowl no of genitalia. Is what you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> There's our episode title. There we go. <laughs> So we want to take a moment to share some listener feedback. Rhonda wrote in with some Libby love. Libby saving all the highlights and making them accessible even after the book is returned is a game changer. I read for the truths I can carry away from books, fiction included. The less work I have to do this to save those gems that I find, the better. Ooh, thank you, Libby. Yeah, I didn't know you could save highlights in Libby. I didn't know that either. That's exciting. Hot book tip from Rhonda. Hot book tip. Oh my God. This is officially the, I, I texted this to Bria as soon as we got this email. This is officially the hottest book tip we have ever gotten. The hottest book tip from Chrissy. Wow. Wow. Pew, 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 pew. <laughs> and we need like a slide whistle. That's a slide whistle. Yeah. <laughs> we just, like that's just like a horn. <laughs> We need 
like a guitar riff. <laughs> <laughs> like a sweet solo. Sean, play something on guitar. <laughs> um, all right, Chrissy wrote in with the hottest book tip ever. I just want to share this about an audiobook. I went to a signing after listening to this book. The author signed this screenshot with her finger. Yeah, so, so so what Chrissy did is she took a screenshot of the cover of the audiobook. Yeah, yeah. And then in her iPhone, like hand, put, made yeah. like turned it into edit mode so you can like draw things on the picture, handed it over to the author, and then the author signed her name on the screenshot. Yeah, that's amazing. The author told her it was the first time uh, uh first person to ever ask her to do this. I think it's a very good idea. This is Fucking genius. This could work for any um any e-books. book you bought. Yeah, an yeah. ebook or anything. Someone do this for me. This is the coolest fucking shit ever. <laughs> also, I, I'm gonna ask Chrissy if we can post this on our social media because this is just oh, amazing. Yeah. Send us that. Send us that. And then Courtney wrote in with a nonfiction wheelhouse, which is manned spaceflight history, the American Revolution, comedians and comedy history, micro histories, and serial killers. Ooh. I like a micro history also. Uh, so a bookmark for me, as you know, I have a movie called After Midnight. It just came out. It's in some theaters, but it is also on VOD. People really like this movie. I like this movie. It's very romantic, but also a monster it, movie. I haven't seen it yet, but it is truly one of my most anticipated movies of the year. I am so excited about this. Um, other news, if you're going to South by Southwest, uh, hit me up. I have a movie that I wrote and I'm in there called Lucky. Um, there's tickets. You can buy tickets at the door if you're in the Austin area. And, um, yeah, I think we're playing the 16th, 17th, and 20th, I believe. And I'll link to it in the show notes. Yeah, please do. So if you're at South Good by year Southwest, for Grant. please come. <clears throat> and that bookmark for me, we are officially a couple weeks out from my paperback launch on March 3rd. So this is a great time. If you want to support me, pre-order the book uh, on IndieBound, your, your local indie bookstore, Barnes & Noble, uh, Amazon, wherever. It is much cheaper than the hardcover. Uh, and it has a tiny little bit of extra content from the uh, hardcover, which is very, very exciting to me. And yeah, if you are... If you are interested in the woman who designed the creature from the Black Lagoon, you can pre-order the lady from the Black Lagoon right now. You can email us at readingglassespodcast at gmail.com if you want a list of all the books we talk about on the show delivered to your inbox every month. Sign up for our newsletter. There's a link in the show notes. And before we talk about book podcasts, we're going to take a quick break. Hey, you've reached Dr. Game Show. Leave your message after the beep. Dr. Game Show is my favorite podcast and the only podcast my parents let me listen to because I'm 12. But even old people love this show. Basically, you call in, play games, and have fun. If you win a game, a baby will send you a magnet in the mail. I have so many magnets and put them all over my locker, and pretty much everyone at school is jealous because they are very cool custom magnets, and it also means that I'm really good at winning games. And they even let me practice my record live on the air. Listening to this show is like going to a real doctor, but pretty much kind of better. Dr. Game Show Rock. Listen to Dr. Game Show on Maximum Fun. New episodes every other Wednesday. All right, this week, get ready. We're talking about book podcasts. On a book podcast. It's the inception of book podcast. It is so it's meta. The, 
<laughs> we heard you like book podcast, so we're putting book podcast. We heard in your book podcast. We're just gonna keep saying that word over. It's the Smurf of it's Smurf. <laughs> we're gonna Smurf. We're gonna book podcast the book podcast. <laughs> uh, we're all blue for some reason. Mm. Uh, so I, I see threads pop up periodically in the Reading Glasses Facebook group about what other book podcasts to listen to if you're all caught up on our show and need more book talk in your life. Uh, so we're gonna talk about our favorites here. Uh, and as we've talked about on the show, listening to book podcasts is a great way to feel involved in the bookish community get book recommendations keep up with book news it's just such a great thing to to do and we're all we're obviously talking very about, fucking biased about that yeah obviously um we love book podcasts but we also all kind of talk about i feel like there this there's this weird synergy that gets created where i'll listen to one show and i'll hear about the same book on like three different shows yeah or we'll all be talking about kind of the same news or we all talk about each other's podcasts so there's definitely like um if you listen to one, you're going to feel more, it's going to be easier to accept, access the other ones. They're going to feel more accessible. That's definitely true of the first one that we're going to be talking yes, about. Yes, go. They, what is it? Well, the first one, our friends over at the Professional Book Nerds, which is Overdrive's official podcast. We love Adam and Jill. They are friends of ours and they've been on the show before. And you um, were on their show. And, uh, I've been on their show, That's yeah. Uh, and they're... Very different setup from ours. So if you are, you love reading glasses and you want more book recommendations or more author interviews, they're great. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So they do, um, they talk about, uh, they have a weekly author interviews every week, which is rad uh, with books that are coming out right now. And then they do a show um, that I really like at the end of, love every, at the end of every month or beginning of every month about what's coming up. They basically look through the next month and they're like here are all the books that are coming out in the next month some of them they've read some of them they haven't they just like the authors or they just look interesting to them and they're like here's the 10 books I'm looking forward to this month I, I love and their I get monthly so episodes. many recommendations from that oh for sure I, mm -hmm. I think most of the YA that I read now is from Adam yeah there you go yeah yeah <laughs> and they have kind of similar tastes to us yes as well. yeah. for sure I wonder I think am I the I think you're the Adam I think I'm the Jill um, yeah, that's possible. Yeah, I and feel like Adam because and I, I have dyed hair and glasses. Oh, yeah. But I think also she reads a little bit more fantasy than I read. And she reads a lot of memoirs, mm -hmm, which mm -hmm. I love. And, and I think Adam does more of sci-fi like me. Yeah. Yeah. I, so. um, but it's a great podcast. They're really charming, super fun to listen to. And you and they have great author interviews. And if you are trying, you know, try to decide what to read next, you can also, you can listen to those author interviews, find out more about those books it's a very good podcast and in their show notes they link right to overdrive so if you're listening to them talk about a book and you're like "Ooh, i want to put that on my library list boom it's right there mm -hmm. and then the next one that we both really really love is book riots all the book show this which now comes out twice it comes out twice a week now yeah, yeah. because um basically they do so they do what's coming out this week and they've read all of the books they talk about. So it's not unlike professional book nerds where, some, where they're like, I'm just looking forward to these books. They're like, these are the books that are coming out this yes. week and we've read them and it's Liberty Hardy plus a rotating guest. Yes. So a rotating nobody, book riot guest. Nobody alive can keep up with the reading pace of Liberty Hardy. It's very, very true. So they talk about the books that are coming out that week that they've liked. And then the second one that comes out during the week is uh, Liberty Hardy talking about all the backlist books that she likes. Yes. Which and, is cool. Yeah. It's it's like, it's truly the number one show to listen to if you want more book recommendations. Yeah. It's all it is is book recommendations. They go into just like the beginning of our show where we're like, this is what I'm reading. They talk about it, but they finished the books, which sometimes we talk about books we haven't finished. Yes. Sometimes I talk about books at the beginning and I never finish them because I don't like them at the end. Yeah. They're more of a book review you show we just sort of talk about what we're reading and mm -hmm. they and they but they never talk about books they don't like yes it's they, just reviews yes they yeah. always talk they've always finished their books um and so if you're looking for are you sean are you laughing at us 
Oh. <laughs> <laughs> just like, they always like their finish homework. their books. They always finish, finish their books. Always finish their books. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so it's a little bit different setup for ours. But if you want more book recommendations, they and the, the cool thing about them having a rotating guest now is that you get people with so many different um, tastes in books. Mm-hmm. Me and Liberty have a very similar taste in yeah, books. Yeah, I, I like the ones she likes as well because she does a lot of horror, a lot of sci-fi, yeah, a lot of weird fiction. Yeah, a lot of weird fiction, a lot of one-offs, like less of yes. a like series person. Yes, but there's a lot of the other co-hosts that are super into mm-hmm. sci-fi or fantasy or series. Yeah, but there's ones that come in too that are just really into memoirs or really into nonfiction and so they talk about those and they'll talk about ones that came out like recently as well but usually it's just the ones that came out like that week so it's very yes. um, timely. Um, pro tip, don't listen to this one while driving because I know <laughs> they put all the, the books in the show notes but I'm always like, ooh, I gotta, I gotta write this. I love listening to this one while I do laundry every week. So yeah. this comes out, I do my laundry and then I fold while listening and I'm like, uh-huh, okay. And then I like decide whether or not I want those. Or I like to do it on leg day where I have my phone accessible. I cannot believe that you can work out to podcasts. It's amazing to me. Yeah. Well, it's because I don't work out that hard. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm real lazy. You look very fit. You're doing, well, you're, thanks. You're doing great. Thanks. thanks. The next one is um, all the other Book Riot podcasts. Yeah. we just we're There's big, a lot of them. We're big Book Riot f- podcast fans. Uh, they have one called The Book Riot Podcast, mm-hmm. uh, which is it's a weekly show with uh, Jeff and Rebecca, and they do book news and like publishing news but from a reader standpoint not from not as much like insider baseball but like what it means for readers Mm -hmm. which I really really love if you're a big publishing nerd and you like because you know on on reading glasses we don't talk about news we did kind of early on and we'll touch on it sometimes but yeah but we don't this is not a publishing show we don't talk about news like that so if you're looking to see uh what's going on um in the, in the publishing industry, that's, this is a really great show to listen to. Actually, you know, we, uh, I posted about this in the, um, Facebook group, but this is the first time we've been together since recording it. There was a big fiasco about the American Dirt book yes. release, yes. which was a, um, a book. Unfortunately on the week we released an episode about the Oprah book club, yes. but sorry, we could not have predicted that news. Yes, truly. So we dropped an ep, we, we recorded an episode about, uh, celebrity book clubs and talked about Oprah and her celebrity book club. And then that, uh, uh, like, I think a day later after that episode came out, this whole fiasco happened and the long, we won't get into it so much here, but the long and short of it is that a book was picked by the Oprah book club that was written by a white woman about the undocumented um, immigrant experience here in America. And a lot of people um, were not just upset about, you know, the Latinx community really did not, uh, and everybody really didn't appreciate how, how she wrote the book and how she represented this experience, uh, in a way that didn't gel with what, you know, actually happens for undocumented, um, people in America. But the thing that, that made people really, really upset was that it got picked by Oprah rather than, you know, a book about the undocumented experience that was written by someone who's actually had it. And, um, you know, we just want to talk about, you know, if you listen to our, our episode, we want to, you know, really reiterate, you know, now, now you understand what it means when a book gets picked from the Oprah book club and why that could, why that is so damaging. But because we're not a news show, uh, if you are looking and, and something like that happens and you're like, I want, you know, what is going on here? I, I really want some opinions on this. I want to, this broken down for me. The book, right? Podcast did a really great, uh, inter- uh, episode on it. And they're like, if, if you ever need, 
um, thoughts or something. It's very rare that you're like, I want an opinion on something. Yeah. But when you do, it's go an educated book, opinion. Go to the Book Riot podcast. And they have a few other ones that are really, really good too. Yeah. They have um, SFF Yeah, who uh, past guest of our show, talking about science fiction that's coming out every week. They have um, Annotated, which I don't think they've done some episodes in a while, but they'll do sort of yeah, like- Yeah, they do seasons of them. Yeah, and which is sort of um, like a radio lab type thing yeah. where they look into specific things. Um they do a Brit Lake podcast. They do all, they do a ton. Of, like, just go look at their page because they do excellent um, book podcasts. Yes. Yes. And then the next one is from our friends over at Literary Disco, which is which a, is not a part of Book Riot. Okay. Now we are out of book, the Book Riot land. Yeah. But Literary Disco is the very opposite of what we do. And mm-hmm. they have, it's more of a book club kind of uh, show where three hosts, uh, they um, take one, they all read one particular book with a guest and then they talk about it like in detail. I've yeah. been on it. It's a really, really great show. Um, it, if you are looking, if you've read a book and you're looking for a really deep dive into it or you're looking for a podcast to kind of read along with mm-hmm. and read a book and then like listen, cause like, um, you know, they did an episode on There There by Tommy Orange, which is a book I read last year and it was really fun listening to them talk about it afterwards. Mm-hmm. They did one on Her Body and Other Parties, which yeah. was really great. And I know a book we both loved and people who listen to this podcast love. They also do an episode every so often, um, just an update on like what they're reading. Like they did a like fun summer reading reading episode and talked about what they're reading and they have great book suggestions and they kind of run the gamut as well as what, yes. far as what they read. It's much more lit fi- literary fiction than I feel like we do. Yes. Um, or any of the other book podcasts we've talked about actually. They're much more in that line, but they're all really big readers and they can talk about they really have very intelligent conversations about books. Yeah, I love listening to that show. And then uh, more on the writing side, because we get a lot of questions about writing and being a writer. We are not a writing show. Uh, we occasionally touch on it as we are both writers for a living, mm-hmm. uh, but this is not what this show is. So if you're like looking for writing advice or like a show where you hear more about what it, like the nuts and bolts of what it's like to be a writer, uh, I really recommend Deadline City. We had the hosts on uh, he, on this show a while ago, Danielle Clayton and Zoraida Cordova. Uh, they're both fantastic, absolutely awesome authors, um, but they get into um, – you know, just the the weeds of being a writer, you know, writer's block and how to deal with tropes and like, what do you do after you get a book deal and stuff like that. So if you are looking to be a writer or you are a writer yourself and you just kind of want like some, what, what do they call it? Water cooler talk. Ooh, yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. That, what would it be for writers though? Coffee cooler talk? The coffee, coffee machine? The coffee machine talk? Because we are gathering machine. around, we're gathering around like coffee shop. Yeah. Around the Coolers. steamer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, this is a great one. Give me that milk steamer. Um, for the snootiest of all book podcasts, um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> kind of. Uh, what? Snooty. Snooty. We're not snooty. We are anti-snoots. We're not snoots. Anti-snoots. We are um, very, you know we're very anti-snoot on this show. You can always go to the New York Times Review of Books. <laughs> I actually really like the New York Times Review of Books. Um, they talk about the week's top books. And do updates on literary the literary world. They do news as well, which yeah. I think is great. Um, great interviews, great reviews. I really do love, and I I kind of um, subscribe to it just for this reason. Um, I like their end of year, best of year, end of year list, and because yeah. they did a great episode on it. But then they did an episode about how they picked them and about how they um, how they're all of their processes for picking their best book because this so is like cool. a really important thing. If you're on the New York Times like top yeah. ten of the year, that is crazy, yeah, right? It's not and so like. 
they take it very seriously and they have like these like very specific ways they pick it. Um, so I thought that was like really interesting to hear how they went about that process. Yeah, it was my book got picked as the New York Times uh, summer reading thing last oh, year. Amazing, yeah. And it was like me and my editor and my publicist and we were all just like lose. It was like, I won an Oscar. Like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, it's, it's like very important and they take it very seriously because people listen to their reviews. And I think there's a lot of people listen to this book podcast and no other podcast book podcast. I think this is like the one yes, that people for sure, go for to. sure. Yeah. And cause I feel like a lot of people like those, especially those lists like that's some people like that's what they read for the year. Like, Oh, I'm going to read mm-hmm. what the, you know, the best New York times books. Yep. Exactly. Uh, and next up, we have our friends over at Sword and Laser, uh, Tom and Veronica, who we adore. We've been on the show before. Uh, also, if you're wondering if there's like a secret network of book podcasters who are all friends with each the other. Is yes. The answer is yes. Yes, is yes. We all <laughs> talk to each other and we all send each other books constantly. No, we don't. No. But we do We do chat. Yes, we definitely chat. Cause I th- I think- and, and honestly, very welcoming world. I feel like we it's started awesome. our podcast and people were like, Come on our podcast. And that's so nice because it's not yeah. like it never it never feels like we're competing with the other ones because no. we're all very different, but we I feel like we boost each other, which is yes. nice. Well, and I think too, like this episode shows that like when people listen to one book podcast, they want to listen to more. Many. Oh, me I definitely do. I love the world of book pa- podcasting. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely fantastic. And I think also because uh, a lot of book podcasters also work in publishing or writers. Like I know I be new of sword and laters are because of when i met tom and veronica and i was just like oh your show is really cool yeah like and we just sort of all kind of know each other it's awesome um but they, yeah they have this uh book club show called sword and laser uh that we've been on we adore it uh and it's pretty self-explanatory it's a genre fiction podcast mm-hmm. they do a lot of book related news they talk a lot about adaptations that are coming up which i think is really interesting where they're like um and like, they're like, this is getting adapted. This person has been cast, like, that kind of thing, which is interesting, like, adapted yeah. into movies. And they have a huge community, and they really communicate with their community. So yeah. if you get involved with their, like, with their online community, um, be, they will they want to read what you're writing to them. They want to talk about the news that you want to talk about. Also, just side note, I got to pick one of their books for their book club. It was super fun. I picked the book Vessel. Um, if you're looking for a book club to join, though, they, are all, they do a book club every month, and then they read part of the book and um, talk about it every week. And it's awesome. It's super fun. Yeah. And if uh, if you're a romance fan, uh, we had the hosts of the Read Me, Read Me Romance podcast on here. And they are like, they read you romance. Literally read you romance. Which is awesome. Yeah. Uh, really great book recommendations there. Um, also, uh, another past guest of the show, um, Sarah Enney has in and. and who's also an author does a uh, show called first draft which is also for writers so if you are a writer you're looking for a good writer podcast uh that one is fantastic um also the awesome book podcast overdue but Mm -hmm. we won't talk we we won't talk about them in here because we're we have them as guests we're they're coming on the show uh very very soon uh but before we talk to them you can send your favorite book podcast or reading glasses podcast at gmail.com and now we're gonna take a quick break Hey everyone, it's I, John Hodgman of the Judge John Hodgman Podcast. And I, Elliot Kalin of the Flophouse Podcast. And we've made a whole new podcast, a 12-episode special miniseries called iPodius, in which we recap, discuss, and explore the very famous 1976 BBC miniseries about ancient Rome called I, Claudius. We've got incredible guests such as Gillian Jacobs, Paul F. Tompkins, as well as star of I, Claudius, Sir Patrick Stewart. And his son, non-sir, Daniel Stewart. Don't worry, Dan, you'll get there someday. iPodius is the name of the show. Every week for MaximumFun.org for only 12 weeks, 
Get them at MaximumFun.org or wherever you get your podcasts. So here we are with Craig Getting and Andrew Cunningham, both the hosts of the amazing book podcast, Overdue. Thank you guys so much for joining us today. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. Yeah. What are you both reading right now? Ooh, what are we both reading right now? Andrew, are you working on anything right now? <laughs> my sorry, my baby's chosen just this moment to start talking. Um, he has he wants to tell you what he's reading. Yes, he is he is reading The Very Hungry Caterpillar. He's reading a lot of board books by Sandra Boynton that I can highly recommend. Um, Honestly, it sounds great. <laughs> yeah. Um, as far as what I'm reading, like for the for the show for Overdue, I'm reading. Um, we are both working our way through Paradiso, the last part of the uh, the Divine Comedy by Dante, which is this is the first time I've ever read it, and it gets pretty wild. <laughs> wow, some light light Sunday reading. <laughs> yeah, definitely. But then on the other end, we are also reading the novelization of the Sonic the Hedgehog movie. And yeah. <laughs> How is that going? It's going really great. It's a really good book. That's awesome. <laughs> We've read a few movie novelizations, and they're always a hoot. Because it's just like, what did they decide to keep? What really tiny details did they have to change to make what, it yeah, function? Like what, what version of the screenplay were they working off of when they when they novelized it? So interesting. Yeah. Um, and then last thing for me is Midnight in Chernobyl, which I'm not reading for the show. I'm just reading for for fun, quote unquote fun. I was going to say, um, it sounds like a thrill. Yeah. <laughs> By uh, Adam Higginbottom. And if you watch the show Chernobyl and enjoyed it, then this is a good follow up, I think. Yeah, I just um, wrapped... I'm not reading anything not for the show, Andrew. I'm jealous of you right now. <laughs> uh, I just wrapped Nick Hornby's High Fidelity. Um, we're actually doing a, a, a show about that and the upcoming Hulu adaptation. Or I guess it's out, the Hulu adaptation of the book. Yeah, so it's hard to keep yeah. track. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I had never read that. I have never seen the story to John Cusack film. So I was going in really blind. Um and it's an interesting like meditation on how we identify with culture and why and how men do that in very particular ways, which I'm so I'm interested to read more about the TV show as that is like it's gender flipped and stuff like that. Um, and then this morning I was reading Toni Morrison's Paradise um, about a community set up in Oklahoma in the early 20th century and then it's a, it's attempts to stay uh, like sequestered and, and not influenced by mid 20th century politics, but of course it can't. Um, so that's fun. I haven't read too much Morrison. So I always like going back when I can. This is a great group of books. You guys are overachievers. <laughs> well, thanks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so can you tell us about your podcast overdue? I bet we can. What the elevator pitch right is the books that you've been the books that you've been meaning to read. So we set out several years ago to start cleaning off our to be read list, um, find an excuse to podcast uh, because we're old friends and we were not living in the same city at the same time or at that time. Um, So we wanted an excuse to talk and why not books? Um, And it started with like let's just read some stuff we have and then slowly morphed into write. Oh, here are books from, you know, 
10 best whatever lists that you should read. And then people started listening and telling us what books we should read, um, which is also good because some of them we've heard of and some of them we've never heard of. Uh, and that's always a good time. And what am I missing, Andrew? Yeah, and it's, it's the concept of the show. Just the, the only rule is we have to have never read it before. Yeah. Um, and it's always one of us reading the book one week and then the other reading it the other week. So we can actually like record a weekly podcast without dying. <laughs> but, hey, we know um, that game. Yeah. <laughs> but it, uh, it, it, yeah, it lets us read like this really wide range of, of things like I, from like 50 shades of gray on the one end, like to, to, I'd finally read infinite jest for this podcast, like a couple years back. That is quite a range. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So this show, this particular episode is all about, it's very meta. It's all about book podcasts. <laughs> and what we've realized, especially from our fan base, is uh, people who like book podcasts want to listen to more book podcasts. So as book podcasters yourselves, what shows do you two really like? We've had the opportunity to like cross post with a couple great shows. Um, so first I'll shout out uh the Librarian is in podcast from the New York Public Library. Um, we recorded a couple episodes with Gwen and Frank, and I think there's another, a new host, Rhonda, on right now. And it's just a really good mix of let's dive into books in kind of a great books discussion style and also talking about, uh, you know, trends in in librarianship and, you know, picking book lists and recommending books to people. Um, so that's been a fun one to dip into. We've, we've, without any sort of intentionality, have developed an audience among folks who are librarians or frequent libraries. And I think we Which have... Which is the best audience. Yeah. And I think we have grown as hosts of a book podcast by actually kind of like listening to folks from that world and what they know, because they know more than us. They are superheroes. Yes. <laughs> Um, yeah, some of the other shows we've crossed over with, um, Unspoiled, uh, with Natasha Winters, which is a, it's a, it is a concept similar to ours. Usually it's like one person has read the book and then she has a guest one who hasn't read it and they all talk about it. Um, and then, uh, we've been on the worst bestsellers with, uh, Kate and Renata and, uh, their concept is they read a best-selling bad book <laughs> and, <laughs> and talk about the ways in which it has tormented them. <laughs> oh my and, god that's amazing yeah so I, I really like a good a good strong like concept for a book podcast like a good hook yeah we recently met uh ali who runs the ssr podcast or the shit she read podcast which is mostly like middle school age books like middle reader books um you know and she has different guests on every episode and so I think we talked about a Bailey school kids book with her. And that's a series. I loved I, those books. See, and this is a series. I was like, what is this series? What are these books? And the teacher's a vampire. And you get or to. Or is she? Or is she? <laughs> and Oh, my you, God. Loved those. You just get to think about, you know, not even necessarily like a, a genre of book. But for that show, she's really looking into what it is to read books at different ages. Um which we, again, like we sort of get into those conversations, but it's also really fun to to listen to a show that is like really focused on the time elapsed between when you read something or when you would have read something and reading it now. 
Oh, for sure. So that's the perfect segue into the next question is when you two are looking at book, book podcasts or thinking about something to listen to, what do you look for? What draws you in? Or maybe alternatively something that you are like, no, that it's never something I want to listen to in a book podcast. <laughs> oh, I don't know that I've ever made a list of things that I would never want to listen to. That That sounds like a fun exercise, though. I guess I tend to bounce off podcasts that are just focused on one a book like if if you're looking at like a like a song of ice and fire or like a harry potter like genre podcast i don't like those i like ones that that bounce around a bit give me a little bit of variety um cuz sometimes some weeks i have more time for podcasts than others and so you know a bunch of middle tier podcasts like on my listening list that i can dip in and out of as i'm sort of interested in the subject matter like that's that's good for me yeah and and being able to say oh i missed last week i'm not out of it you know especially if it's not a season-based show where it's like oh we're going to drop eight episodes and then see in a few months or, or whatever it might be um knowing that i can download an episode on a on a book or a topic i'm interested in or an author i'm interested in and then the next week if i missed that one and i am not like keen on whatever the book is i can come back in um that's usually helpful and and a good guest is always great like listening to someone um and hearing their background on a story usually is a good hook. Awesome. Those are both really cool wheelhouses. So where can we listen to Overdue and where can we both find you? Where can we find you both online? Andrew, what's the website? You okay, do it every week. All right, sure. <laughs> the website is overduepodcast.com. And then we are also on Facebook. If you just search Overdue Podcast, and then we're also on Twitter uh, at OverduePod. Um, and we are, as far as listening to the show, like we're in Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, like all the all the normal places mm-hmm. where you would find mm-hmm. these things. Um, and then individually, I'm on Twitter at Andrew Writes, all one word, and writes like writing and not like turning right. <laughs> Andrew Wright, fight fight for those Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm at MC Getting on Twitter, uh, and yeah, I think I've. We have a, a underutilized overdue Instagram also, but it's there. You, if that's your platform of choice, um, <laughs> that's fine too. We also have a Goodreads group that somebody made that whenever I dip into it, the conversations are always really fascinating, but I also go there like three times a year or something. I really could make it more of my more of a habit. Cool. Well, thank you both so much for joining us. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us. It was fun. Now it's time to solve a bookish problem from one of our listeners. Eric wrote in, I've been going through a touch of nostalgia and wanted to go back and read all the classics they make you read in high school. After picking a few up from my used bookstore, I quickly realized that it is very difficult for me to actually get through one of these books. The language and flow just isn't what it was when comparing to more modern literature. So my question is this, should I force myself to read these classics to get whatever it was I was supposed to get out of them in the first place? find more modern alternatives to these classics that I might actually enjoy reading or skip them entirely because there's just too much else to read. And if it's the second choice, where can I find this list that has comparable titles? Bria, what should Eric do? Here's my question for Eric. Maybe you have nostalgia about being a teenager and not these books. <laughs> so get some zits and uh, well, here's wear the thing. ugly clothes. I just like, obviously you don't like them that much. I mean, and nostalgia doesn't mean you need to actually... Just because I'm nostalgic about being 25 and in college, I wasn't in college at 25, being 22 and in college, I'm not, I don't want to go back to college. I'm not going to like Adam Sandler this and like re-enroll or something and like, 
You know what I mean? I don't want to date a 22 year old man and live in an apartment with 17 people. Um, oh, that is that's what hell sounds like to me. Yes. Um. So I just am gonna say, you don't have to read these. No. Don't feel pressure. You can just remember and feel nostalgic and be like, oh, wasn't it great being a teenager when times were simpler and I got an allowance and I rode my bike up to the school. I don't know what people do with teenagers. Um, do people ride bikes? I have no idea. Um, anyway, I think you can find dupes of these. That's my suggestion. Dupes is a word in the makeup world, but I feel like we should co-opt it for the book world. Okay. So in the makeup Tell world, if, you, if there's like this expensive ass lotion- uh-huh. And then you're like, what's a good dupe for it? Because it's the same. It'll be the fucking same lotion, basically. But, you know, one is $90 and one is yeah. 17 Or, like, one will be, like, tested on animals and one won't be. Mm-hmm. And um, so dupes. This is like a dupe. Like yeah, a dupe what's version. a dupe for a book? A dupe is like the, uh, the like, well, what I'm saying is it's like the modern version of this classic book that doesn't have all oh, the, like. so, like, instead of reading Great Gatsby, you read Sarah Benincasa's Great Gatsby book? Oh, I guess that's, that could, that, they could do that. I was thinking even more, like, um. Uh, uh, like instead of reading The Great Gatsby, you read some other book about like a rich. Well, I don't. I've never read Sarah Benga- Benincasa's book. It's it's like a mo- it's a re- modern retelling of The Great Gatsby. Yes, then you could do that. Yeah, but you could also read. I would say like My Year of Rest and Relaxation as a d- dupe for The Great Gatsby. Maybe I've never read that. Mm, Did you great. read it? Mm-hmm, I loved it. Oh, I should read it. Um. Anyway, um. So I would I would say this though. Here's my actual. Here's my advice. A dupe, which I think you could do, but also. The reason, I think the reason we read these books is so we have this like, uh, this knowledge about what's important at that time. And for some reason in high school, they're like, these books that are a hundred years old, this is going to be the most important. But it is the kind of thing that you used to talk about and think about. And you could have this like mm-hmm. shared language, which yes. I think is what you're looking for. Is this like shared language you had in high school where you could be like, we, we've all read The Grapes of Wrath. Let's talk about it or something. And you could feel like you're in on this book world. Yes. So my suggestion to Eric is to read like, to, is to read the books that are now, the books that we're talking about like as adults, mm-hmm. which would be sort of the more buzzy books of the year. Yeah. The books that are sort of relevant right now in history. Yes. Um, I, I was sort of just like researching this and Bustle did a whole article on books that are destined to be classics, which I thought was really interesting. Because um, those are the books that are going to stick around for years and years and the books that you will be nostalgic for, you know, 20 years from now. Yeah. So I think like finding the current ones that you're going to have future nostalgia for. Wow, this is complicated. It's basically time travel. Yeah. I would like you to time travel. Um, but two books on this list were Persephilis and Sing Unburied Sing, which are both both amazing books. And I do think everyone should read. And I think should, they should be in high, assigned in high school. So I think that like finding these Get books that would be relevant. Game. Yes. Right now. Um, that, that way every you can tell teenagers when yes. they're reading it in high school, thirty years from now, you can be like, "I read that." I read up. that book. I think that that's what they're. I think that that's what Eric is looking for a little bit. That's my opinion. What do you think? What do you uh, think? I think Eric should dump that fucking book. Don't read the classics. Dump that book. Don't read it. I I think like we should get a T shirt that says "Dump that book." Um, <laughs> never feel never read a book because you feel like you should. And I I totally agree with you. I think a lot of readers. Um, feel like they're getting out of reading classics is usually just being able to understand cultural references and influences. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, so many of us read Shakespeare in high school that when you talk about Romeo and Juliet, that's like, you can reference those things and it's like, you get an understanding of what those stories mean without, you know, having to explain them. You know, you like Romeo and Juliet is such a, um, uh, shorthand for like doomed lovers. You know what I mean? Uh, so I feel like a lot of people want to read the classics because they want to understand that stuff, you know, especially um, 
you know, really, really big ones, you know, like the great Gatsby or Shakespeare or, um, Scarlet Letter or stuff like that, you know, you know, things that are referenced in other books or in other movies. Um, But there are so many more modern books that are influencing the world in the same way. And there's so many modern retellings of those classics that you can get. Also, just fucking read the Wikipedia page. (laughs) If you really feel it. Have have a glass of wine and read that Wikipedia page and you're going to feel nostalgic (laughs) as fuck. Seriously, if uh, like this seems so silly, but if there is like um, I've never read Anna Karenina. Mm -hmm. No, me neither. But, you know, people are, you know, I'm actually planning on sitting down and just reading the Wikipedia summary of it because (laughs) I'm never planning on reading this five million page book. I don't want to read it, but I want to know what it's about and what, you know, how it influenced culture. Just fucking read the Wikipedia page on it, you know. But again, if you want to read a book that is a modern retelling of a classic there's so many Goodreads lists. There's so like Google this shit. Mm-hmm. There's so many book riot articles, electric lit articles, so many articles of like recommendations for modern retellings. Um, the mirror wife by Maria Devana Headley is a great retelling of Beowulf, uh, a blade. So black by LL McKinney, who we had on the show is a really fun retelling of Alice in Wonderland. Yeah, kinda, these are the dupes. These yeah. are kind of dupes. The, sometimes the dupes are better than the originals because yeah. sometimes the originals are like racist and shitty. Yeah. So you're getting all the good stuff without any of the bad stuff. It's the expensive lotion, but look in the better bottle. Dupe books. Yeah. Dump the book and grab the dupe. dupe. (laughs) (laughs) So if you want us to solve your reader problem, you can send it to readingglassespodcast at gmail.com. As always, we want to thank Danielle and Kathy who run our Facebook group and Chrissy and Rachel who moderate our Goodreads page. Remember, you can buy Reading Glasses tote bags and shirts and bookmarks in the Maximum Fun store. There's a link in the show notes. And if you like the show, please rate and review us on iTunes. It's really great for us. It helps us reach more readers. It makes us really happy. We're climbing towards a thousand. Did we ever decide what we're going to do? Nope. We haven't decided. But I did solicit uh, ideas in the Reading Glasses Facebook group, and I got some really good ones. I'll have to text them to you. Okay. A lot of clamoring for shantent. Whoa. (laughs) Someone. Oh, no, I did tell you. Someone wanted us to interview you, Sean. You're a reward. I mean, I know that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, you can email us at readingglassespodcast at gmail.com. Find us on Twitter at Reading G Podcast, on Instagram at Reading Glasses Podcast, and you can always follow along on our bookish adventures using the general hashtag Reading Glasses Podcast. Thanks for listening, and, and thanks, thanks for reading. reading. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.